Welcome to Celestial Insights, a weekly podcast that brings the stars down to earth. I'm your host, astrologer, coach, and intuitive Celeste Brooks. My purpose is to provide practical, unique, and insightful guidance to help you navigate the energies of the week like a boss. Hello, this is Celeste of Astrology by Celeste, and on this episode, I will discuss the astrology of the week of August 28th. The theme of this week is protecting treasure. For most of the week, the sun is approaching a conjunction and then conjunct the fixed star Thuban. And that is the star is about the dragon who guards or hoards. It's about protecting what is precious to you. Thuban is at seven degrees of Virgo and the sun will be directly on it on Wednesday. But there's several things that are happening this week that are really highlighting this need to protect what is precious to you so that you can keep it safe. So there are three big things I want you to think about. So Venus is under a lot of pressure this week. Venus is in the sign of Leo. This is a fixed fire sign. Leo energy is dynamic, it's radiant, it's playful, it's life-giving, It's fun-loving, and Venus is the planet of love, beauty, and harmony. She will move from 20 to 27 degrees of Leo this week, but there can be some pressure on love, money, relationships, that sort of thing, because Venus is making a lot of what we call hard aspects, which can move us into a new situation. So last week, Venus squared the North Node and Uranus, this planet of sudden shocks and awe, or Uranus can bring some impulsivity. So yeah, there could have been upsets in love or like overspending. Venus and Leo loves luxury, like buying something you really shouldn't have last week could bring consequences this week. So as we start this week, Venus is in an opposition with Saturn and Aquarius. They're both at 21 degrees. And Saturn rules restrictions. It rules delays. It rules commitments, things like that. And so with an opposition, it can feel like someone did something that forces us to make a decision. When two planets are in opposition, they're as far as they can possibly be apart from each other. And we typically relate to the planet on the side of the opposition. That's a personal planet. And the personal planets are the sun, the moon, Mercury, Mars, and Venus. And I love what Bernadette Brady has to say about oppositions in her book, Predictive Astrology. It's one of the books on my Amazon storefront. So you can check that out if you're so interested. And she says, the theme of an opposition is blame or learning from someone else's actions. This projection can run the gamut from love to hate and will be placed upon some object, person, or group that is outside of us. The key to working with the opposition is to realize that the projection is coming from within 
and the external events are merely a mirror. Yeah, so you can think about that if your chart is impacted and you feel like there is this situation where you are feeling far apart from another person or something and feeling like the relationship or your money or your values or things like that, or your beauty, Venus also rules beauty, are under pressure. You may be just asked for some kind of commitment with this, but there may be like a little, some feelings of resentment with Saturn. Saturn's a little cold, a little harsh. So that's how we start this week. And then a couple of days later, Venus will be in a King Kunks with Neptune. So with this, that could bring some feelings of disillusionment or emotional overwhelm with Neptune. And then Venus will be in a King Kunks a couple days later with Pluto. So there could be some power struggles or in some kind of big cathartic ending or something involving like big money. And King Kunkses move you into a new situation or that can be a releasing or a letting go. So to learn more about the King Kunks, you can listen to episode 12, The USA Pluto Return was the title of that episode. So yeah, so I just want you to stay present with this energy because Venus in Leo, so the sun is rules Leo and the sun is currently in Virgo and Virgo can be a bit critical. And so I want you to think about how you can maybe, maybe really consider what is precious to you before reacting in a situation, especially if it's about a relationship. If you already bought the, you know, something that you can't afford, can you return it rather than deal with the consequences of, you know, having this huge credit card bill where maybe you have to pay all this interest or something like that, or it causes a big fight with a partner. These are some of the things that could come up during this week for people. But I suspect some people's relationships will be under pressure, but I feel like there is this ability to work through it if you do not act impulsively. The next thing I want you to think about is that there's a first quarter moon at 11 degrees Sagittarius on Saturday. So that's what ends the week. We start the week with Venus opposite Saturn, and then we end the week with this first quarter moon. And first quarter moons are a time where the sun and the moon are squaring each other, and we take action. It's called a crisis of action. And this is an important first quarter moon because The new moon of this cycle back in December of 2021 was a solar eclipse. So solar eclipses are huge bursts of energy. These are times of great beginnings and endings when people's charts are activated, but sometimes things are seeded in the dark at the solar eclipse or the new moon. And you may not realize or things may come to a head that started last December when there was a solar eclipse at approximately the same degree. It was 12 Sagittarius on December 4th. And now we have this first quarter moon at 11 Sagittarius. So the same point in your chart is being activated. And if it 
you know, there's a planet there that talks to other planets. It can set off like this kind of chain reaction where you have to make a decision about something that happened back then. But I want you to think carefully before you cause like a permanent break in something. Maybe that's what's needed, but maybe not. I want you to think about it because the rulers of the sun and the moon are opposing each other. Mercury is at seven Libra and Jupiter's at six Aries. So Mercury rules the sun in Virgo and Jupiter rules the moon in Sagittarius at this first quarter moon. And Mercury is about to go retrograde. It's going to go retrograde next week. So you may make decisions this week and then want to change them next week. Or yeah, or you can think something's over and then it comes back again next week or during the retrograde cycle. So yeah, people may be feeling the need to make decision about relationships versus their own independence or vice versa. But just we know that the Saturn-Uranus square where people want to break free of constrictions is tightening. So just think carefully before making a big decision because you may regret impulsive actions. The last thing I wanted to talk about was introducing you to a, a technique of astrology. And it's called Horary Astrology. It's spelled H-O-R-A-R-Y. And I specialize in this technique. I have my certificate from the School of Traditional Astrology. And this is a great topic for Virgo season because people who tend to pursue this line of study and perfect this technique tend to have strong Virgo energy. For me, my South Node is in Virgo as well as my Pluto's in Virgo, both in the third house because this is a technique that needs some precision. It's very, there's an analytical nature to this technique and there are certain rules that must be followed. So yeah. And in this technique, one of the great things about it is you don't need a birth chart, but the querent, and that's the person who asked the question, asks a question of the astrologer. And when the astrologer understands the question, they cast a chart. It's as though the question is birthed once the astrologer understands it in their mind. And the question needs to be clear, concise, a specific question. Yes, no questions are great. Like, will I get this job? If I hire X person, will they be successful? Things like that can be the question. To get the best clear answer, the question needs to be personal to you. You're not supposed to be asking other people's business. It needs to be something that's pressing, that your soul has a desire to know or understand. It's best to frame it positively if you can. And yes, no can help. And when you ask a horary question, it's important to give all the background because what happens is the planet's represent the situation or the people in the chart and their like relative speed says a lot which way they're going and it can tell you what happened most recently so that can help people confirm okay this is right yeah this makes sense and what's likely to happen next and like say you ask a question about a relationship is John going to ask me to marry them or be their partner for life or whatever like that. 
you can see like who wants the relationship more by which planets are in which role. The ascendant and the ascendant ruler is always the person who asks the question, and it depends on the question which house's ruler is the other signifiers. But you can also often see multiple people in the chart. Like there can be something about kids and yeah, spouses and bosses and all sorts of things. It's a great technique if you lose something precious, like where is my diamond ring, my wedding ring or something like that, or where's my iPhone or this, that, and the other. It can help indicate how you lost it and help you locate where it is. Also can be used like for lost pets. It's a technique that can really help with that. And there's some astrologers who are called forensic astrologers who can use horary in combination with other techniques in order to like find missing people or help families understand what happened to their loved ones or what may have happened to them. I don't specialize in, in that, but I have an interest in it and like to look at some of the charts around it. But yeah, it's just, it's a fascinating technique. It's really linked into your natal chart. So you will often see like a planet in your natal chart shows up as like the ascendant or something, or there, there's always a connection with the person's natal chart that shows us that the question is radical. So if you have a question that this week with Venus being so under pressure and the first quarter moon of this, what was birthed at a eclipse, and you want to get a fresh perspective or someone else's perspective or know you know, some insights on to help you with your decision making, you can book a horary reading on my website. On Sunday, the word of the day is commitment. We start this week with the moon in Virgo, and Virgo is a sign of precision, it's analytical, it separates the wheat from the chaff, and we had a new moon yesterday, so we're in the dark moon. So this is a time to really Think internally and about what are you committed to? What relationships are you committed to? What health habits are you committed to? What do you want to change? Venus opposite Saturn, this happens on this day. This could be used to like take a break from sugar or something like that and do something to improve your health. Or think about, you know, how important maybe your relationship is to you. Now, Mercury is also parallel Neptune. Mercury, how we think and communicate. Neptune, the planet of illusions and delusions. There may be some confusion or disillusionment involved. Or, you know, maybe don't believe everything you hear on this day. But yeah, just take some time to do some mental analysis, maybe some journaling. On Monday, the word of the day is awareness. The moon enters the air sign of Libra at 2.44 a.m. Pacific time. We can feel a sense of detachment from our emotions when the moon is in Libra. Libra is the sign of the scales, and it's the only sign of the zodiac that is not represented by an animal or a person. It's a metallic object. So there can be a lack of emotionality with Libra. But I think it's important to be aware of our feelings on this day because Chiron, the wounded healer, will be in a 
King Kunks to the South Node in Scorpio. So what this can mean is we can feel a little triggered, like some old wounds can kind of be poked a little bit. And with that Venus opposite Saturn yesterday, Venus in Leo likes praise, likes attention, likes to be valued. So if you're feeling hurt or unvalued, that can bring up some problems because at the end of the day, Mercury will sesquisquare Uranus. So saying something that you may regret out of emotions if you don't stay aware of what is going on could lead to unhappiness in a relationship. So just keep that in mind. On Tuesday, the word of the day is boldness. The sun is parallel the fixed star Altair, which is about boldness and about taking risks and stepping up into your power. And it's also King Kunk's Jupiter. So the sun in Virgo at seven degrees is King Kunk's Jupiter in Aries at seven degrees. And King Kunk's can move you into a new situation. So maybe consider you know, asking your boss for a special project or something that you want. Jupiter wants to bring us good things. So taking a little bit of a bold move could maybe bring you some bounty on this day. We also have the crescent moon phase starting at 22 degrees of Libra at 8.57 p.m. Pacific time. Crescent moons are when we start to see the light and feel an internal push to move forward. So as the moon's growing and you can see her in the sky in that that crescent moon phase and Libra rules relationships and think about, you know, win-win situations and maybe have a little boldness to go after what you desire. On Wednesday, the word of the day is strategize. So the last aspect the moon's going to make before it changes signs is a square to Pluto. And this can bring up desires for power struggles or like this real emotional push to express something. So just keep that in mind because this is the day that Venus the planet of love, partnership, harmony, is in a King Kunks with Neptune. So if you let an emotional reaction lead you to say something that you later regret, it can cause a sense of disillusionment with your relationships or like regret. I feel like the element of regret with this as the moon enters the sign of Scorpio at 10 10 a.m. Pacific time. Scorpio is deep waters. The moon is in fall in this sign. It does not like to be in this sign. It's uncomfortable because Scorpio is ruled by Mars and the moon is feminine energy. Mars is masculine energy. It just can be uncomfortable. We have to remember to not break down that we break through when the moon is in these fixed signs because it's also activating the Saturn Uranus square as well as being in its sign of fall. And strategy is a Scorpio word. 
So thinking through the consequences of potential actions before you do them, you can just also use this energy to have will and determination to like get work that you want to get done done or think through difficult problems that moon and Scorpio can hold the energy and keep you maybe focused on what you want to do on this day. So this can be a wonderful day. And that Venus King Neptune maybe can also just bring in like some new creative energy. Neptune's also very creative. So yeah, this can be very wonderful, but just as long as you, you know, kind of try to avoid any power struggles with people other than yourself. On Thursday, the word of the day is consciousness. I want you to be really present as you move through this day to avoid impulsivity because Mars in Gemini is going to sextile Jupiter in Aries. Sextiles are opportunities and there is an opportunity to do something a little bit reckless or impulsive that one could regret. Mars sextile Jupiter can be great, like where you get a great idea that will help you expand and you have the desire to do it, but just move through the day consciously because also Mercury, how we think and communicate is in a sesquisquare with Saturn. So that can leave people like frustrated and then take impulsive action. And this is the day where the sun is parallel Chiron, so there can be a sense of wounding that can occur, as well as Venus is in that King Kunks with Pluto. We come to the culmination of this cycle that Venus has been going through and all of this pressure with the King Kunks to Pluto, which can move you into a new situation. So, you know, kind of in a worst case scenario, there could be frustration that leads to saying something nasty to someone that causes like a rift and hurt feelings in the relationship that could bring like a emotional breakdown or break of a relationship. So just keep that in mind for this day, especially with the moon in Scorpio, there can be this primal urge to lash out or hurt, but you can also do like just great work and have a wonderful day where you feel like you got a lot accomplished as well. And maybe you could finish up some big project that you can release and let go of and be done with it. The choice is yours. On Friday, the word of the day is exuberance. So the moon will enter the sign of Sagittarius at 3.39 p.m. And notice if you feel like your emotions just lift and a desire to have fun and feel optimistic. This week might have been a little bit edgy for some people, especially people with planets between 20 and 29 degrees of the fixed signs of Taurus, Leo, Scorpio, or Aquarius. And yeah, like see if you feel a sense of release and relief. Now, Mercury in Libra is going to be opposite Jupiter in Aries. So remember, you know, not to say anything or do anything that you'll come to regret, like make any big, bold, sweeping statements that you'll come to regret. Hopefully you'll use this energy where someone, a Jupiterian figure, will 
say, hey, let's quit work and go have some fun. And yeah, just have a good time on Friday night. We're in the waxing moon phase, so the light is increasing. So have some fun and enjoyment of life. On Saturday, the word of the day is exercise. We have a first quarter moon at 11 degrees of Sagittarius at 11.07 a.m. Pacific time. I love for the fire moon, like a Sagittarius moon, to move your body, move your chi, move your energy. So get some exercise on this day. A walk in nature is a great thing for a Sagittarius moon or a hike. Now, this is a day where you may feel a call to take action, make decisions, just make sure you know, you've thought them through. You can go back and look at the intentions you set at the new moon and figure out what adjustments need to be made on this day. And yeah, just get some exercise, have some fun and enjoy this day. I am hosting four free, fun and informative moon mastery webinars over the next couple of weeks. So this will give you an opportunity to learn more about the moon and astrology, as well as I do hot takes on people's charts. So you could have the opportunity to have a complimentary astrology reading with my insights on your natal promise. So if interested, there'll be a link in the show notes, or you can go to astrologybyceleste.com and sign up there. So that's it for this week's episode. Feel free to email me at celeste at astrologybyceleste.com with any astrology and action stories about any of the aspects this week. Or let me know how the daily themes are playing out for you. Take care and I'll catch you next week. Thank you for listening to Celestial Insights. To learn more about my work, please visit my website, astrologybyceleste.com, where I offer personal readings, horary consultations, cosmic coaching, group events, and classes to help guide people to higher levels of fulfillment. You can also find me on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and Facebook at Astrology by Celeste. If you enjoyed Celestial Insights, Please help others find the show. Follow, rate it five stars, or write a nice review. I would so appreciate it. I'm astrologer, coach, and intuitive Celeste Brooks, and I'll be back next week.